To all who come to our happy place, welcome to the No Guilt Disney Podcast, where we have no guilt about our love for all things Disney. We are three Disney fangirls who probably know more about the Disney parks than most grown women should, and we're perfectly okay with that. You know it. Yeah, absolutely. Hello, everyone. My name is Teresa, and you can find me on Twitter at Gertie the Dino. I'm Jane, and you can find me on Instagram at RealMouseWifeWDW. Hey, y'all. I'm Patty Holiday from NoGuiltDisney.com and No Guilt Travel, a travel agency that specializes in Disney and Universal vacations. You can find me on all socials at No Guilt Life. And welcome to the podcast, y'all. <laughs> um, if you are coming back and you've been here before, as always, take a seat and uh Good to see you. Good to see you again. And if you are new here, um, we are going to go down this rabbit hole of Disney news that has come out. We, we don't like to do Disney news every single episode, but we do like to do a little update. Uh, I don't know what, every quarter or so it seems like. Maybe every two or three episodes we do a little news update because everything's things are always changing at Disney. And that's part of what people need to know when they're making their decisions, if they're going to travel uh, to visit some of these parks. So that's what this is today. Uh, Don't forget, if you have a moment to rate, review, subscribe, do all that fun stuff. It helps in the algorithms. It helps other people find our podcast. And that is always fun to have more folks joining us and talking Disney because, as you know, I like to say, it's no fun to fangirl Disney alone. So the more people, the better. Uh, all right, we're just going to kick this off here, and I'm going to start with their big run Disney news. Are you guys ready for this? I don't, I don't know if I can take it. There is no big run Disney news. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, Breaking so news. There is still no nothing. News. There's still no news. We got nothing, not a zip zilch. I know folks are um, very concerned and, and looking forward to and hoping that they can run uh, for wine and dine in 2021. As of this point, there's still absolutely zero information on any races past the Star Wars half marathon weekend that's happening here in April virtually. That one's been turned to a virtual. We don't have dates. We don't have a calendar. We don't have any information. As of the time of this recording, you know how Disney is. They could all pop out tomorrow. And by the time you guys hear this, you're going to be like, ah, and pointing the, the ha-ha fingers at me. Um, well, but if that as does a- happen, then everybody, you're welcome because... <laughs> We spoke we it into experience. That That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I am pretty good at manifesting things. Uh, <laughs> she really is, folks. <laughs> <laughs> so the other day, uh, Jane was talking about a situation and I said, you know, I just need you to be contacted by XYZ and it'll all be better. And sure enough, what was it like hours later, you got contacted? It was two days later. But oh, two days. Just, okay. It was so out of left field that I was like, oh my God. Patty totally manifested that. <laughs> I made it happen. So I'm just saying, Run Disney, we need to hear what your plans are. And even if it's we have no plans, then we're happy with that as well. Um, I'll take it. I'll take it. But yeah, I just wanted to keep you guys in the loop because I do get emails every single day about folks that want to run these races. And to every single one of you, I just have to say, I'm making my list. 
I'm keeping your name hot in my hopper. As soon as we hear anything, I will send out an email and you guys will get the updates, of course. Um, but that's it. So that's news item number one. There is no news on the Run Disney front. Womp womp. And also on that note, good luck to everybody who is attempting to run the princess virtual races this upcoming weekend. That's right. Have a great time. Have fun. <laughs> Have fun. Yeah, there's still uh, there's still time to earn those medals. And uh, I know I just got my virtual box for the marathon weekend. I don't know, about a week ago, two weeks ago, maybe. And the boxes are fun. The medals are still really pretty. The shirts are great. Uh, everything's, you know, very, very high quality on that end. But I, I got to say, I, I do miss being in the parks to earn those medals. So kudos to everybody who is out there running around on your own because doing a virtual race in some ways is harder because you, you're not motivated, at least for me. I was always motivated by the trip to Disney. That was my motivation to run. And um, so far, there has not been very much motivation happening around here, but that's a whole nother story. Uh, all right. What else do we have news to talk about? Teresa, what you got? So we a couple days ago, we had the most recent Disney earnings call, and that was where it felt like we got a lot of tidbits coming out of that. I want to say one of the big ones is that, you know, we obviously know Disneyland has been closed for quite some time. And I know recently there have been a few rumors um, about Disneyland might be opening soon. And we we have heard, we'll talk a little bit more about this, that certain parts of Disneyland will be accessible. Um, but they did confirm that Disneyland and Disneyland Paris will probably remain closed for the remainder of the current quarter. Um, and for, for Disney, the current quarter ends in March. So we will not see, I think at this point, you know, Disneyland will have been closed in its exist in the format that we know for over a year by the time it's ready to reopen, which is just a little bit sad. But uh, on better news, Disney did announce that uh, certain parts of DCA and possibly parts of Disneyland Park may be reopening for guests to wander around. So I know, Jane, you had a little bit about that. There really isn't a ton of information that we could find about that. But they were talking about opening DCA potentially to it looked like kind of reminded me of like a, a little mini food and wine, which or I, I should say a little mini festival, a food festival, which like if you've been there, they do this. They do this when the park is normally operating where they have those types of festivals there. So I had read that um, they were potentially doing that and it may be ticketed in order to do it. Now, I don't know if it's going to be at like full ticket price or if it's just going to be ticketed so that they can um, count capacity. So it could potentially just be, you know, either just similar to a reservation system. I don't know. But then in addition that they were also looking at doing a similar experience for just Main Street at Disneyland, which I'll be honest, Main Street's enough for me. I mean, I, I, I'm all the way out here in Florida and I don't leave my house. So I'm not going to California anytime soon. But if I lived there, I'd be very happy just to go to Main Street. Well, I think a lot of us, especially, um, and again, we're talking to people, I don't know, like us, maybe former annual pass holders or folks that have been to Disney enough that um, I do find myself as 
the years go by, spending more time walking around and just soaking up the atmosphere and being in the park and just, you know, recognizing all these like small touches and little things. It's just this feeling of happiness that dorks like us got uh, going into it. Um, That being said, you know, I would have that feeling with my annual pass, which was already paid for. I'd already gotten all of my, you know, use out of it. So if I spent a day where I showed up at Magic Kingdom or went to Disneyland and honestly didn't write a single thing, which I have done, um, I didn't feel like I was out anything. I don't know how I would feel about paying a price to get in and then not getting to even ride anything, which I understand why they're doing that. Um, on the on the flip side, I also think this is a good move from a Disney financial perspective. Bring people into the parks, give them something different, which is you know all the Disney foods, which a lot of people are very into that. Um, open up the shops for shopping because, you know, again, all the Disney merch, people are really into that. Um, basically open up their wallets uh, and get folks to come in and do some some spending. I, I think that's a, a smart move from a business perspective. I just can't say that as a fan now that Disneyland's annual passes are no longer a thing, I'm not sure that I would spend uh, a lot of money to go more than once. Like maybe I'd go, you know, if it was like a $30 day ticket and it got me in and then I could like walk around and just soak in the atmosphere and eat some of the snacks and maybe buy some stuff in the stores. You know, I could see something along those lines, but if it's a full price, you know, $125, $135 ticket, no, ma'am, I am not going. (laughs) I will wait until I can ride Guardians of the Galaxy. (laughs) And I don't think they'll do I say I don't think that will be. I think they're going to make it reasonably priced. Although there are always going to be people who will pay that, and that will help them monitor, you know, crowd levels in terms of making Correct. sure that it doesn't get too overcrowded or just dealing Absolutely. with. Absolutely. Like we'll we'll talk about supply and demand um, when we talk about the the Disneyland annual pass program <laughs> shortly. Um, but yes, yeah, so I think I I don't think they will make it that much, but I do think that there will be you know strict limitations on how many tickets they will sell, and they will be priced slightly higher than maybe you would expect for a similar experience somewhere else because it's Disney and they uh-huh. know that they can because people That's will right. pay it. <laughs> well, and and to be honest, you know, somebody who again, if I live there and I I was used to going to Disneyland every week and I and I haven't been back for over a month, absolutely. Like I I, pr- I predict I know this is like a huge stretch of the imagination here, but I predict that those tickets are actually going to sell out no matter what they charge them for absolutely. for that first week like right. in a in a heartbeat. Like it's just going to fly off the shelf because p- that's how we feel about Disney and that's how we feel about be, be just literally walking in the lands and being there. So I would go at least once. Like I said, if I live there, I am obviously not making a trip all the way from Virginia <laughs> um, to, to be able to go and do this. However, if I was in that area, I see it as a draw and I, and I don't, I, I think it was a smart idea. And so I'm, I'm glad they're doing it. And I'm glad there also means there will be cast members back at work manning the cash registers and doing the food booths and um, the entrance folks. And so that's all a good thing, right? So, uh, you know, while this is quote unquote a cash grab, yeah, they're a business. Like, (laughs) and honestly, if the fandom doesn't want to go, they won't go, but I think they will go. I think that like, 
like when I when I think about what's happening in California and they're, how they're opening this, I think about last summer when we didn't have Disney and I originally wasn't planning on going back to the parks, but then when they announced it, it was like, oh my gosh, it was like this this magical new thing to me because I mm-hmm. hadn't been in so long. And even though I had Disney Springs open for, you know, a couple of months before that, I had to go. Like I, I just felt like I had to go and check up on my place. That's and, right. and I imagine that that's what it's going to feel like for a lot of people that are close enough to be able to make that decision. So yep, um, I I'm excited for them. I'm happy that people are getting back to work. I could also see where they could potentially say it's not an all day thing and it's, you know, oh, we're going to sell two rounds of tickets per day and it's 10 to two and then two to six. Mm-hmm. Um, because really like who's going to spend eight hours in the same 10 feet, you know, like that's not going to work either. So Jane, um, I wonder if they've thought that far ahead and if they haven't, would y'all just hire Jane? Cause obviously she's solving your problems <laughs> for you. I think you're exactly right. I think that's, that's really an important note to the, it's going to be the thing where at opening everybody rushes and there's a ton of people there, but then by two o'clock they're cool and they're done because there's no rides to ride. There's nothing that's going to keep them there until six o'clock or eight o'clock or however long they keep it open till. Right. So sell double the tickets, Disney. Listen to Jane. If you're not already planning this, you just keep manifesting that Patty. (laughs) (laughs) I'm putting it out there, man. I'm trying for you. Appreciate Uh, it. (laughs) All right. Something else on that earning call. Can we talk about masks? Yes. All right. Sorry, I had to scroll back. Go ahead, Teresa. I I was excited about that. (laughs) I had to scroll to where like my notes were. Sorry, hold on. All right. So, yes. So there were a few questions um, during the call, not surprising, about masks and social distancing and how much longer we think we're going to be seeing that. And Chapek said that he has no doubt that the parks will still have some level of physical distancing and mask wearing through for the remainder of 2021. He seemed to feel very encouraged that in 2022, that will not be a thing. I think he's just basing that on what the, the current vaccination schedule seems like it will be. Um, but he did say that at least for the rest of this year, you should still expect to see that. And I think it makes sense, um, you know, making sure everybody's still wearing masks at Disney, even if you have been vaccinated, just because it's they can't feasibly monitor who has or who hasn't. So I think it makes sense that for that still to be one of the rules that they have, if you're going to go to to continue wearing your mask at least for the time being. Oh, totally, totally. Agreed. Uh, and uh, they also said that we're still supposedly at Disney World, um, still at thirty five percent capacity, and that that won't go up until maybe as the vaccination rate goes up. Maybe right. they, they will start uh, increasing that. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I know at times, at least the pictures that I've seen, it certainly does not look like thirty five percent capacity. But I'm assuming that's, again, because of social distancing measures that are in place and how some things are still not open. And so it's pushing people out into the walkways versus inside buildings and a lot of reasons. But um, but yeah, that's still the number that they're giving us. And that's still the number they expect it to be at until further notice. Yeah, they can't bring that up. Not right now. Um, I did just see that Universal has hit capacity both yesterday and today. Mm-hmm. 
Um, And, and then I also uh, only know because my dad, my dad works for Disney and he happened to mention it to me that the park hours for this week have been extended and they're open pretty late. They're open to like 10 o'clock. Oh, that's late. Yeah. 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 That's like super late. Cause he was telling me and he's like, I don't get off of work until 1145. And like, I was like, why? Like this makes no sense. And he's not in a, a role that like he has to stay for like very long periods of time after park close and whatever, but it turns out he does. Um, just because we, he has to wait. He said, we have to wait until every last guest is out of the park before we can leave. And so a 10 o'clock close um, actually means that uh, he can't leave until 1145, which is when they expect the last guest to leave. Mm, mm, gotcha. Gotcha. All right. Uh, what else did Bob have to say on the call? So they did uh, have a few mentions of some of the attractions or some of the construction that is happening in Florida. So I thought it was a little interesting. So they did talk about Ratatouille and Cosmic Rewind and Harmonious in Epcot. Um, and they talked about the Galactic Cruiser Hotel, the Star Wars Hotel, but they were pretty quiet about everything else for Walt Disney World in terms of attractions, nothing about Tron opening, nothing about any of the other, you know, previously announced attractions. So I would say to take that and anything that you heard them announce previously, especially during D23, a couple years ago, all this stuff for the 50th, just keep keep lowering those expectations, because I think they still have plans for things. Obviously, Tron is well underway. But keep those expectations down for what we might see by the 50th anniversary this year. Uh, But they did also confirm that Avengers Campus is still planning to open this year in Disney's California Adventure. So that is exciting that at least once once we're back into the parks over there, there is something big, new and shiny for people to see. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, Also over at Disneyland, if you are a legacy AP holder, you can go and take a picture with uh, WandaVision. Like they have a special WandaVision setup over there. Um, So just want to throw that out since we were talking about uh, Avengers Campus. There's also this limited time uh, thing where the photo op, you, you basically set your fo- cell phone down, I think. And then cast members, you know, walk you through the steps to, to do the self timer if you need it and take this really cool uh, photo op picture. Um, if you are a legacy pass holder and you have done that, please come to the Facebook group. I want to see these pictures. Uh, we are at no guilt Disney on Facebook. So feel free to come join us and drop those photos. Cause I think they're adorable. And of course, I'm obsessed with WandaVision right now, as is everyone. Um, So definitely uh, let us know if you have been to Disneyland for that photo. And I guess now would be a good time to talk about the the Disneyland pass holder situation, as it were, oh, or as yes. it used to be. <laughs> Since I've already thrown out the, the wording of the Disney legacy pass holders, because that's now a thing. Uh, yeah, let's talk about what happened with, with APs. And so a lot of this came out, you know, this was announced prior to this earnings call that Disneyland is sunsetting their annual pass holder program and will be coming out with a new membership structure. Um, sometime soon. And so I th- I know there have been a lot of reactions to that. Um, so I saw an article that the Orange County Register did this week. And so they had estimated that annual pass holders would comprise 50% of Disneyland resort attendance. And they didn't, Disney would not release any kind of 
specific numbers about how many people have annual passes, but the estimate is to be somewhere around a million people in California with a Disneyland annual pass. Wowzer. That's a lot of folks. Yeah. And so I know it's, it was very surprising when, because, because pass holders are such a big community there. Um, I know a lot of people were, you know, just stunned when they announced that the program was going away, but uh, I saw that the California, when, whenever the parks can reopen there, the attendance is going to be limited to 25% capacity. And so they, they did the math for the stretch of time it would take to get every pass holder into the park for just one time. Um, once they reopened, it would take nearly three months for Disneyland and approximately five months for California Adventure to get every pass holder in the park just one time. And that's not including, you know, day guests. So they were like, it, at this point, because if you're a pass holder, you expect to be able to go as frequently as you want and do as much as you can. It didn't make sense to continue the program because you, you know, there people would be paying for access to the park that they can't give to them. And I right. think from it's like, that perspective, yeah, from that perspective, it makes sense. <laughs> yeah, it's like, because if you think about it, as much as everybody is bummed that like the animal pass program has gone away the way as we know it today, it, like people would be so much more angry if they just couldn't go. They'd be like, what am I paying for if I can only go twice a year? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know why why, like I'll just buy two day two day passes and go if that's all I can go like it Mm -hmm. it just doesn't make sense for to pay for a full annual pass so um you know it's definitely interesting and and I mean we'll follow along and see how it develops but um I feel like eventually in a few years it'll be back but it'll be different (laughs) Yeah, it'll definitely be different, but uh, yeah, I, I definitely think there'll be some type of program that uh, they're just going to restructure. And you know, the rumor was they wanted to restructure it all along, and um, so why not now, right? Yes, I think the the specific quote was that it would be heresy if they had tried to do it before, but now because of COVID, they get a blank slate. Which I'd tell like, you, <laughs> that's I mean, that is one one way to look at it. Yes, but maybe not how I would have phrased it. <laughs> I, but I mean, if you think about it, it's like they get to rip off the band aid, let everybody be angry, but no one can actually go there and be angry in right. anyone's face, which so is that's true. The best. And then by the time they're like open and ready to take people back, the majority of people will have, you know, simmered down or just be grateful that they can go back at all. (laughs) So that's true. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Sometimes, you know, you just got to do what you got to do. And I think that's what we're seeing here with this one. Uh, Yeah. Run Disney. <laughs> Look, if they would just rip off the band-aid, if it's if it's not happening, like go ahead and rip that band-aid off and let us know, right? Um That's what I'm saying. Yeah, because uh, I think we can all accept that and understand it. We don't like it. We don't want that, but just like kind of leaving us in this limbo. It hurts, man. It hurts. Uh okay. Uh what else you got, Teresa? So that's a list. (laughs) Yeah, so those were the big things from the the earnings call. Um, Obviously, there's a lot of other talk about the financials, but you know, I think the one notable thing is that it was a for just the theme parks, and this is domestic and international. Disney operated at a billion dollar loss. Oof. (laughs) So that's you know not again not surprising, but 
pretty significant. Um, but outside of that, we we have gotten some news about things that have been and are returning to the parks, particularly at Animal Kingdom. Yes, yes. So nighttime entertainment has been very lacking. In fact, as we were talking about, you know, Magic Kingdom being open at 10 o'clock sounded so late. Well, that's because everything's was shutting down like at six o'clock, seven o'clock. It hasn't, nothing's been, you know, staying open very late in part because there's no nighttime entertainment. So, you know, they just kick you out and send you on your way, right? Well, we do have some entertainment coming back. And the first two things that I know that, that have been announced happen to be at Animal Kingdom. I don't know why Animal Kingdom was the choices. Maybe it's, I don't know, the way things are set up there, they're able to work with it better. I don't know. But we have the Tree of Life Awakenings uh, that has returned to Animal uh, Kingdom. And this is like the, the show that happens on the tree and it happens at night. Uh, it's a light show. It's really cool and really neat to see, you know, these animals like come alive uh, on the tree of life. Uh, so if you've never seen it before, it's definitely worth to find a socially distanced spot <laughs> to watch this, uh, this, this happen. But yeah, that's, that's happening now. And then the other thing that's going to happen, not happening yet, but they did announce that the festival of the Lion King, which I will fight anyone. This is the best show that Disney has fight me over this. Uh, Festival of the Lion King is coming back this summer. Patty is saying that there is a best show. Patty hates shows. I do hate shows, but I love this one. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's true. I hate shows. I hate parades. That's Mm -hmm. some big praise right there. (laughs) That's big praise, big praise. Now, I think they're also having to um, alter some of the things uh, in this show for the the folks on the stage. So it's not going to be the same exact show that we had before, but um, but I'm excited that uh, that's a that's a good show, guys. And so, yes. yeah, say, I I'm think ex- I think the tumble monkey sequence is the one that they said yes. they they are not able to do just yet. Um, right. So which is, it's unfortunate because I think that is one of the it's the one most of the best one. Yeah, yeah, it's so fun. <laughs> I, I, I think you know I think we will all agree that anything that is helping to bring entertainment back and bringing back some of these entertainment cast members, uh, I think that's great. And I you know that's that like Patty said, that's probably my favorite show at Walt Disney World. So just for that to be back and know it's happening, even though I may not be able to see it any nighttime soon, that makes me really happy. Yeah, me too. Me too. Yeah. So that's exciting. Uh, all right. Uh, something else that was like going around the internets for a couple of days, and this has been responded to, there was a report that the Biden administration um, was basically saying, Florida, until you get your act together, we're going to shut off travel to Florida. And people flipped out and people were like, wait, what? But on my Disney vacation, you can't not let me go to Florida. All right, guys, calm down. Um, <laughs> because they did come wait, out. Can we stop for a second? Because you had a little bit of Moira Rose there. <laughs> <laughs> was I was I uh, self, subconsciously throwing in some Moira? Uh, you really well, were. I, I do love her. <laughs> All right. All right. All right. Anyway, um, the White House spokesperson did come out and they gave an answer to this, which is basically that there have been no decisions made around additional public health measures for domestic travel safety. The administration is continuing to discuss recommendations across travel space, but no specific decisions.
regions are under consideration. So Florida, you're not being like super targeted. However, please wear your mask if you're in Florida. Please continue like really washing your hands well and keeping your social distance so that some of y'all's numbers can come down. I have lovely, lovely friends who are in Florida and you guys are definitely handling it a lot different than my little uh, bubble up here in Northern Virginia. And um, I'm not saying we're doing it all right. I'm just saying, keep those masks on people. We don't want to shut down Florida, (laughs) but it's also not happening. So we can all calm down. So I'm just over here shaking my head and I'm like, we're just the wild, wild west down here. <laughs> well, you are. You are. Yeah. And I really would like them to stop it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, we would. <laughs> Teresa would like to be able to go back safely to Florida. So. Yes. But that's, a, that's, not, that's not even like a Florida issue right now. That's a Maryland has not done well with their vaccination their scheduling. Yeah, like, yeah. That's just, we're in like the lo- one of the lowest percentiles. So that's, I can't even get mad at Florida about this. This is Maryland right now. They're, <laughs> I just need I them mean, to get their act together. We're not so hot either. Somebody the other day asked me a question about like someone um, getting a vaccine in another state. And they're like, how are these other people able to get vaccines? And I'm like, that's because other states have their stuff together and we're Florida. Right. well and I happen to live in one of those states (laughs) um and I actually did get my first shot on Friday it's and and my understanding is it's not the entire state of Virginia it's definitely you're gonna find it's kind of being run county by county and location by location so some places are having better success than others uh I am in a county that seemed to have their ish together there still were some glitches on our website sign up and situations. However, uh, it went a lot faster than I expected it to. I, they opened up my sign up at the end of January and I honestly didn't expect to act to get a dose until, till the spring until, you know, March, May, March, April, May, maybe. And I got it on Friday. So I am one step closer to, to, uh, being able to feel like I can travel more freely. I, I do still, as always, anybody that's getting vaccinated, you're still being asked to continue wearing your mask. It's does not like it's not a bulletproof response, right? You still have to wear the mask. You still have to social distance. Um, but the hope is that if you get the vaccine and you do get COVID, that that your reaction will be a, a lot less and keep you out of the hospital, which has always been my goal. <laughs> um, and uh, that's why I went ahead and, and made the the choice to go ahead and get this done. So yeah, it's state by state and it's all wild, wild west all over the country. Uh, and I mean, I have friends in California who are like, yeah, we are never going to get ours. And it's really unfortunate that everything is, is so disproportionate. But um, for now, I'm just going to say I'm thankful that I happen to live someplace where we are getting vaccines rolling out a little bit better. Uh, We had a slow start. I mean, Virginia took a little while to get going, but now here we are. So anywho, yeah, trust the science, get your vaccines. Let's all go to Disney. That's, that's the bottom line there. (laughs) (laughs) There's also new, there's something new at Epcot. Teresa, what's new at Epcot? (laughs) So new, I would say it's, it's definitely improved. 
Um, so the the leave a legacy, those those graveyard looking things that used to be at the entrance of Epcot have now relocated to outside the park, and they're actually kind of pretty. They have this like rainbow pattern on them, um, and I think it's still the same. Like if you had your photo done on those those leave a legacy panels, I think the locations obviously are going to be different and how they have it organized. But you can go and you can ask, find out where your number is, and they have you know giant numbers on each of the these these panels um but yeah so league of a legacy has returned and i don't hate it now <laughs> oh yeah it, it looks i mean it actually looks like something i'd stop and take a look at before before i just like walked past going what is this uh it was just not well that whole thing was not well planned out this looks a lot nicer so i'm excited to see it i don't have a leave a legacy did either one of you guys ever get one no i think um, that was I that was done before you do I, jane yeah, we. I want to say we have multiple because my mother used to make us do them. <laughs> Are any of them near NSYNC? That's right. I have honestly. I don't think I've ever seen them. Like, I don't think Ugh. I've ever gone and looked because I did. I had to go find NSYNC. <laughs> well, you never know. Maybe, maybe you will be now if they how they reorganized it. Maybe you are right next to NSYNC. Hey. Okay. Oh, maybe. Who knows? Who knows? Well, okay. So that's, we're going to have to go find that whenever we do get back uh, to the parks. Cause now I'm super curious to find out where yours is. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that was, that's kind of an exciting addition uh, that we have going on over at Epcot. Another addition that we have going on, uh, he was there very briefly. So I don't guess I can't really call him an addition. However, you know how it is. You win the Super Bowl. They throw the camera in your face and they say, Gronk, you just won the Super Bowl. What are you going to do next? And he says, I'm going to Disney World. Well, Gronk and Brady both did the commercial, but Brady never showed up. Maybe he was hungover. Maybe he was hungover. Maybe he had a little too much. Did you guys see that video of him walking off the boat? It was amazing. <laughs> uh, yeah, boyfriend had some fun on that boat and they had to prop him up to get it. I mean it was like weekend at Bernie's that's what it reminded me of like, he was he doesn't drink all year long right like he's like <laughs> a super tip-top like in fantastic shape athlete he probably doesn't drink all year long so like when it's he gonna hit him hard and when then he, he comes to Florida and we just turned him into Florida man. <laughs> oh my gosh. It was, yeah, it was pretty amazing. Um, anyway, so, so Brady did not show up, but Gronk did. And my friend, Tanya, a friend of the podcast, uh, she now lives in Florida and she went to Walt Disney world to see if she could find Gronk and her report was pretty awful. And let me just tell you, Disney, look, I support not having a full on parade. I would even have supported not having an announced parade. Like you guys could have said there's not going to be a parade, but then done it anyway. Because let me tell you what, the pictures that I saw, did you guys pay any attention to this? It was no. this. Oh my gosh. The, people were lined up shoulder to shoulder, um, hanging out at the hub, hanging out when they did finally get to a point uh, where you could see over the um, over the fence line and you could see the parade. They, they, what they did was they pulled a parade float 
behind the scenes. They had it set at an angle where the castle's in the background. Um, and except that we know it was never on stage. It was definitely off stage. Um, they had the parade float. They had Mickey and Minnie. They had confetti and they had Gronk, right? And they still took this picture and probably some video. I haven't seen video, but I, I saw the picture. So they, they did the thing. They just didn't parade him down the street. The problem was people stood for hours. Like the whole point of not having a parade was to keep people social distance and not have them standing next to each other. But they ended up doing that anyway, because that's, again, what the fandom does, right? I I don't want to say I don't blame the fandom. I get it. I know why people do this. You want to see Gronk. You want to see the celebration. You want to see that something special. But my issue was, is that Disney, like, do or do not. You like, there is no try. If you're not going to allow people to stand and congregate, why weren't you move, making them move along? Why didn't you have folks, you know what I'm saying? Like, hi, sorry, guys, you can't stand here. Hi, you need to keep moving. Like, why didn't you do that? Instead, for hours, people were standing there trying to catch this glimpse where if they had just pu- put them on stage and run them down the street, it would have been over in five minutes. Yeah, like that seems like the smarter safety option to me than letting them stand there for hours, hoping that that was going to happen. If that makes sense. No, I, I I do agree that they should have just ran it down the street and just shut it down and been done with it. But like, also, I understand from a cast member perspective trying to ask people to socially distance or move apart or whatever, they can ask a million times. People just don't listen. And that, no, they don't. You know, I know. At, some, at some point, we all have to start taking responsibility for our own actions. Mm-hmm. And we, we, we can't put all of the onus on Disney and make it all their fault because the same people – who have to ask us to do that. It's not Bob Chapik. Like he's not coming out and saying, Hey group of people, please move. It's the you and the me and the, you know what I mean? It's the everyday cast member and like their jobs are hard enough. And then groups of people come to see Gronk and they're just going to fight and make their jobs miserable. Well, I get that. I get it. (laughs) But that's still my point though, is that it is the onus is still on Disney. You opened up the, 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 you opened up the gates. You brought Gronk there. Like if you just said he wasn't coming, it wasn't happening, and you didn't do the video. You know what I mean? Like there's other ways they could have made the decision and made the call not to do this. And I and there's also no way that the Disney higher ups at that park don't know exactly what their fandom is going to do and how they're going to respond. Oh no, it's they definitely like no, they just took no effort to mitigate it. And that's my issue. And I'm not saying the individual cast members, because I'm sure they were not given any orders to do it, right? So I'm not blaming the that level. I'm going higher up and saying somebody somewhere should have thought this through and should have made some different choices. Yeah, I mean, I, I understand what you're saying. I I'm going to say that I respectfully disagree. I do understand down here. It is part of the culture that like post dis- post Super Bowl and like I don't Super Bowl, I don't sports guys. Like the fact that I even could have a conversation about Tom Brady and Gronk and know who these people are is pretty miraculous if you know me. Um, but 
I do know that down here, like people know that like, oh, it's the day after Super Bowl. Like, that's what you do. Like you go to see whoever won the Super Bowl because it happens every year. And so I get it. But like, again, I just think that like, people are going to be people. And and that's, it's one of the reasons I don't go back to the park. It's not because Disney's not trying to do everything that they're trying to do. It's that people are ruining it for people. <laughs> well, for sure. But again, it ultimately, they do have that responsibility if they want to let people in and take the money. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, they could have like roped areas off and said, no one can be here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anywho. Teresa, any opinion on all this? Not really. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, on that note, then, Jane and I are going to agree to disagree, even though I'm right. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> and we are going to wrap this one up. That's the Disney news that we have for now. And as always, guys, we've recorded this a couple of days before you actually hear it. Everything could change between now and then. Who knows? Uh, but this is the uh, accurate information as of the time that we recorded. So if you have thoughts about any of the news or if something comes out and you want us to talk about it, come join us on Facebook in our group. It's No Guilt Disney on Facebook. Or you can email us at noguiltdisneypod at gmail.com. And make sure you join us each week on the No Guilt Disney podcast because as Patty likes to say... It's no fun to fangirl Disney alone. Bye, y'all.